0: Transportation. Well, mainly it's, first of all it's jobs at the yeah. end of the day. Jobs, That's yeah. why they yeah. come here for the jobs. But then there's better transit. Mm-hmm. there's Better food, like food options, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. All, you know, you can have Diversity. specialty shops for yeah. whatever, oh, like yeah. carbon ice cream or whatever. Like yeah. you can't find yeah. that all that. Pandemic, you know paradise. what I mean? Like, What's
1: that? It's a vegan's paradise. Yeah, there you yeah. go. You
0: can find some vegan meat or something. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like yeah. crazy stuff here. Yeah. just joking. And then... <laughs> <laughs> I get it. The Toronto real estate market is confusing. Whether you're a new or an experienced investor or just looking for a home to raise your family in, join us at Broadview Table Talks as you sit around the table with my friends and talk about the real estate and the ever-changing market in Toronto. Okay, guys, we're on. Welcome to another edition of Broadview Table Talks. And we got the full team here. We got Neil, Michael, and Michelle, and Ken. And we're going to be talking about the pros and cons of the intensification, big intensification of Toronto, a mm-hmm. growing city. That's Michael's topic. All right. So, what are you guys seeing as a pro and as a con? So, how do you want to do this? Pros and cons? So, as you guys know, you know, Toronto's a rapidly growing city. I saw it before Drake made it a city. And I don't know if it's like him being the right place, right time, you know, because we all of a sudden had Raptors doing well. Yeah. And Drake came to the scene and he says, this is my city. But that really. That was such an exciting time. Yeah, it was. But meanwhile, <laughs> this city just kind of grew on its own. I think he just stepped into, it's my city, man. It's my city. You know, so <laughs> he's good. Yeah. I'm not dissing down talent. First, what exactly is intensification? So for
2: people who just listen to this and they don't know what it is, what exactly is it for, for a city? Good mm-hmm. question.
0: Intensification deals with intensifying, making it more intense, making it dense, more dense. So densification, intensification, same thing. It's like you're seeing, like you know, you, you if you go on vacation for like, or you go leave the city for six months and you come back, and all of a sudden you see all these cranes in the air, like mm-hmm. you know, Toronto's mm-hmm. the most number of cranes in North yeah. America or in the world or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But you come back in six months and it's completely changed. Is because the city's growing out of nowhere. You turn around, it's like, whoa, where'd that come from? Right? If you're not in tune with the pre-build or pre-construction industry and you don't know that these towers are coming, all of a sudden you see this new mm-hmm. like, address on MLS mm-hmm. or you see this new building out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening. People are moving to the city because of the 500,000 immigration targets that we're trying to hit mm-hmm. every single year. Yeah. And they all need a place to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people just naturally gravitate towards cities like, like, like a magnet. Metropolitan, Metropolitan centers. Where everything
3: is culture, history, food, everything
0: transportation. Well, mainly it's first of all it's jobs at the yeah. end of the day. Jobs, That's yeah. why they yeah. come here for the jobs. But then there's better transit, mm-hmm. there's better food, like food options like you're saying, mm-hmm. all, you know, you can have diversity. specialty shops for yeah. whatever oh, yeah. like carbon ice cream or whatever. Like yeah. you can't find all yeah. that. Yeah, that. Pandemic, <laughs> you know paradise. what I mean? Like what's
1: that? it's a vegan's paradise. Yeah, there <laughs> yeah. you go.
0: You can find some vegan meat or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah. crazy stuff here. Yeah. I'm just joking. And then <laughs> <laughs> you have what else? Do you have different diversity and cultures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah diversity in jobs, no, we just income. came back from
1: mexico after for, we were there for three mexico weeks Mexico city mexico city and one of the things that we missed the most was the diversity of toronto when it comes to its people its food like we missed all our favorite restaurants because mm-hmm. we have such like a diverse selection here
0: but mexico city is like 30 million people isn't it? or not more
1: mexico city is just overwhelming not a fan i was a fan for a day Toronto's perfect. It, explain.
0: I haven't actually been. I've only seen pictures of it and heard stories about well, it. Well, let's just it say it, it
1: takes three hours to get from downtown to downtown.
0: So we take 45 minutes. That's too minutes. much. <laughs> it yeah. takes yeah. us 45 minutes. So they're taking, you're saying it takes
1: three hours.
0: From one side to the other.
1: Of frustration.
0: Because of the traffic or yeah. what?
1: Mm-hmm. Just traffic. If you're driving, I wouldn't suggest driving. Definitely take transit. But even their transit system is way like more complicated than our... Really, little few lines that we mm-hmm. have, yeah.
0: So they have like trams, like we do, or subways, or is they it have buses? everything:
1: buses, trams, subways. All so there's of no the like above.
0: direct route into like one side to the other. No, thing? you
1: have to switch. Oh. And if you're like us, you get frustrated. You're like, okay, I'm gonna save money. I'm gonna take transit, and then halfway through, you're like, no, I'm gonna get in a taxi. Because <laughs> our, our transit options
0: <laughs> suck, and I think, yeah. like the problem with this, and you guys know better, is that it's you got to share the road with cars, mm-hmm. pedestrians, bicycles. <laughs> Tr- public transit taxis whatever whatever right mm-hmm. and a lot of the like, tree huggers i don't know what we call them but the people out there <laughs> want to have everybody taking transit bike. public what transit because it? it's the most efficient oh, in terms yeah. of overall right or bikes for that matter yeah. yeah um but my problem is that i think and i, I i'm you totally, gonna get totally hate here, it, here by the way bike. i love it no i love it <laughs> I, I love public transit i think it's most efficient for the environment i don't like single car drivers even though i am one of those people mm-hmm. i have an electric car so it's better for the kind of Anyway, whatever, debate. Um, Bicycles are great. (laughs) Scooters are great and all that stuff. It's just that they have way too much priority, Mm -hmm. you know, versus like a country Mm -hmm. like Taiwan, for example, where when you have cars at the light, first of all, you have these above ground passes, which I know they're inefficient because you got to maintain them and they're expensive Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff, but at least pedestrians don't block the traffic, right? Mm -hmm. They're so dang slow. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, when it's a red light, green light, like when when it's a red light to a green light, first of all, everybody prioritizes going right and left. Mm -hmm. Then the straight gets a go. Mm-hmm. And then it's pedestrians, that's how it should be because they're faster. They get out of the way, clear intersection.
3: Yep.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't understand why it's built the way we have it now. Yeah, yeah. pedestrians the slowest get to go yeah. first. Why don't, yeah, don't we have we like
1: pedestrian walk overpasses? Well, I feel like those are cheap I, to
0: make. Well, yeah. I think they're cheap. maintenance is expensive. I think it's expensive oh. To maintain, especially to build.
3: because of the uh, the the cold and the ice. Oh, and the it's snow. not very yeah. you know
0: totally Accessible, climates. like yeah. if you're in a wheelchair or something, oh. right? It's hard to do that. Yeah. So, and it costs, it's really expensive to have elevators and they always break down and then you have yeah. like a homeless issue. Like for example, Liberty Village, you have that bridge over there too. Mm-hmm. It's kind of right. not nice. Yeah. So yeah. some more pros and cons. Intensification.
3: Well, I'm a huge fan of intensification. You know, um, being from Hong Kong, you, you kind of get used to being surrounded by concrete and glass, mm-hmm. but you make the most out of it because you understand that you live in an urban center. So mm-hmm. you go to parks, you go to actual places where there are trees and there are, uh, playground equipment for children. You you go specifically to do the things that you can't do if you didn't have a backyard. For sure. and kind of get used to that. That's why people in Hong Kong actually don't spend that much time inside their units. You know, they spend a lot mm. of time actually eating out or going shopping or yeah. going to a library or going to an art museum. They do a lot of things outside the home. Yeah. And they use the home as a place to sleep and shower. Right. And that's it. Yeah. and And that's something that we have a big difference with Toronto because... It seems like some people are a little bit hesitant to allow tall glass buildings to grow, and I understand that because you want to maintain the character, you want the brownstones, you want to be able to see the sky when you're walking around. Mm-hmm. Totally get it. The yeah. history and the and history,
0: all that, right? You don't want yeah. like
1: for me, me over it's not the sky. Like I was saying, I feel for me, I don't, I don't mind that unless, of course, I lived in a condo and then <laughs> I had a beautiful view, and then they built a condo in front of me. I might be a little bit upset. But for me, it is getting rid of the original Toronto. That's Mm -hmm. what upsets me. Like I'm all in favor of development. And I even think that adds a certain element of character to our city. Like if we didn't have any condos, it would be boring, Mm -hmm. right? But I feel getting rid of, especially in the pockets of Toronto, getting rid of the original brick, gorgeous, Mm -hmm. like Victorian homes and just like replacing those with condos. Mm -hmm. If I ever live in a Toronto like that, I wouldn't want to live here. (laughs) I wouldn't because it's erasing everything that Toronto is. Like I like the nitty gritty parts of Toronto. To me, that's what makes Toronto. Like mm. the red brick with graffiti sprayed on it, like that is Toronto.
0: But at what cost though, right? Like, or, like I'm just gonna play the devil's advocate here, because like, yeah. it's gonna stop development, it's gonna slow down development, I should say. Build on
1: top of them. That is, and I know <laughs> yeah. not all of them can support huge condos on top of oh, them, I think but I like feel like, them. no, 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 no. Yeah, no. Like, but preserve them somehow. There needs to be something where we can build on top while still preserving. I mean, I look at distillery.
2: Look at distillery. That's yeah. what they built on top of them, and right. it's such a beautiful
1: place. Yeah, yeah there's a heritage pre-
0: preservation society, or whatever. It's. So
2: yeah. that's it's yeah.
0: certainly good to have the the preservation of our history for sure. And I think yeah. it's definitely needed. Mm-hmm. It's just the challenge of like our our housing crisis right now that we're in the middle of, and the problem is affordability. It's affordability crisis yeah. mm-hmm. right now where it's not affordable to be in the city, and the problem with that is it becomes a playground for the rich.
3: Mm-hmm. And yeah. when it's
0: only rich people living here you're not going to have anybody serving you food. You don't have anybody serving you coffee, making Mm -hmm. coffee for you or doing- And it
1: also just wouldn't be Toronto. If we only had those people, it wouldn't be Toronto.
0: Right. You need a diverse economic status of people to be able to do all sorts of various jobs that keep the city running. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? So that is a problem and it all comes down to supply and demand. Mm -hmm. And if we're trying to spend too much time preserving the brick and stuff like that, we're not going to be able to- have more housing for these people, for everybody to live into, for country. Yeah. Uh, but on the other hand, if you do that, too much of, you know, changing things up, mm-hmm. you're not going to have the history. So it's kind mm. of like, sucks.
3: Yeah, it's a balancing act. Mm-hmm. It is. Like, how far do you go with the densification? How far do you go with the historical preservation?
1: Yeah.
0: Right, because I'm with you, Michael. I love the convenience of living in a condo in Hong Kong where you mm-hmm. go straight downstairs and you have like, this food and then bubble tea or whatever you have like all sorts of shopping. Oh, you know, elevators Taylor. everywhere!
3: You've got a subway station inside your condo. Great! You've got like uh you've got you've got stores, you got restaurants. You guys need to walk to a wet market is right around the corner. Like everything's right there. You that don't soup. have to leave your neighborhood. That's yeah.
0: yeah, but the the thing is like you have like uh, you can walk everywhere within like a five minute radius and you have everything at your fingertips. Laundry service, right? That's so cool. You don't have to do your own laundry. You bring your bag downstairs. They wash it for you, fold it for you, and come Mm -hmm. back in like five hours, whatever. You get a folded bag of laundry. That's so cool. That is cool. In New York, they actually bring it to you too, which is super cool. Up to like four story walk up or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. I love that. I love that in a big city. Yeah. So I wrote down some questions that might uh, encourage some discussion. So what are some infrastructure needs for a growing city that we need to have?
3: Oof. Well... One of the big problems that we have is transportation. Mm. Especially public transportation. You know, sometimes it's unreliable. Especially when streetcars break down or subway lines need to be fixed. Mm -hmm. The number of buses that I see running along Bloor, Danforth, plus Young. It's a little bit too high for my comfort because I know there's a subway line down there. Yeah, And I'm surprised that's not running. (laughs)
1: stuck (laughs) behind streetcars.
3: Even the the width of
0: sidewalks. Sharing, you know like on Esplanade right now, people are complaining about the one-way road that they had to do in order to make room for a bus lane, a bike Mm -hmm. lane, pedestrian lane, two bike lanes, I might add, Mm -hmm. and then pedestrians. And it's like, why are there, you know, these, the the, the neighborhood people are saying that they shouldn't prioritize people coming from out of the city, taking our routes just to get in the highway, whatever, Mm -hmm. I'm like, Mm -hmm. the reason why they're ignoring the one-way street is because it's a bad design. Mm -hmm. It's a horrible design. Like, you Mm should anyway, whatever. Yeah me that okay and another thing we should talk about is the effects of population density on city life mm. no yeah, I, uh, I
2: was going to say like one of the one of the problems with intensifying for Toronto for example Toronto as you guys know history buffers it's a city of a bunch of cities old people no it's a city of a okay. bunch <laughs> of cities like <laughs> that's what we, we collected like, all the boroughs right right yeah. Yeah. Toronto yeah. grew kind of outwards so then six boroughs yeah. yeah so then I guess one of the problems for for these people were like okay, you're going to build all these buildings here now, and then you're going to ruin these pockets, these neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And then you also have to provide service for this area. For example, like these areas can only service X amount of people. So then now they got to build the infrastructure around that. When it Mm -hmm. comes to servicing buses, you got to create new commercial properties such as grocery stores, convenience, right? Mm -hmm. So it just, it becomes... Building outwards at least, intensifying outwards, going outwards is kinda of hard for the city. So I see why people the powers in the homeowners, but the I see why people in, in neighborhoods where we are, for example Riverdale, they don't want to build these multiplexes and everything. They gotta service way more people.
0: Well, yeah, and also that you don't want to have a whole... Like, if you're used to your... Like, people don't like change, I think. I yeah. Think, right? And mm-hmm. if you have a certain amount of people walking the streets, whatever, and all of a sudden you, like, double that or triple that, and it's yeah. all of a sudden so crazy busy, and it's like, exactly. uh, think, where where'd my neighborhood go, right? Yeah. Like, people don't like that, for exactly. sure. Yeah.
2: The demographic changes. <laughs> so, I, that I you know, that might not be a problem in some. It is a problem for the people living, residing in that neighborhood. And again, it might lower their value, so... Or it will some... To a certain degree.
0: Right. So I, I guess there's only two ways to grow the city. It's either up or out. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. out comes a lot of problems with infrastructure and, and trying to get everybody into the city and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And labor and home. Urban cities. sprawl. Urban sprawl is a big yeah, issue. A big and big the green issue. belt and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Or going up it comes, comes challenges as well too. Shadows. Mm-hmm. And like, if, you know, if you're used to having sunlight through the park, whatever. that's one yeah. of the big considerations the city looks at. Yeah. Like. And also wind, traffic schools
3: well one big thing that plumbing. happened a couple years ago was in city place there was like a, a series of blackouts because the electrical grid just could not support all the condo no buildings down there i think this was like five six years ago i can't remember exactly when but there was a series of time where you know i spent two or three days in my apartment with no electricity you live in city place lived in city place yeah. oh no way i didn't know that i did that during university when it was 80 percent i lived at uh, 15 Iceboat terrace and 25 Capriol.
0: Oh wow, poor you. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> it's a good experience. I it was, was like good. Like it was good, good
3: as a student. Up dorm. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good being there as a student and um, I got to save a little bit on rent and that's how I saved up for my down payment for my first house.
0: Right, yes. right. I guess another challenge of a growing city, actually go around the table and ask what the challenges you think are of a growing city, but my challenge would be that nothing is affordable anymore, right? There's no affordable real estate Mhm. That's why there's no grocery stores. That's why Mm -hmm. there's no more gas stations. That's Mm -hmm. why there's no more parking lots. Mm -hmm. Because I guess at the end of the day, the the basis of real estate is highest and best use of that land. Mm -hmm. Get the most efficient use of that land that serves the greater amount of people. Mm -hmm. So not having grocery stores is a problem, right? Affordable grocery stores. You have these little small little rabbas and like Mm -hmm. small little micro city grocery stores or what you call them. Mm -hmm. But everything's expensive there. Toothpaste is expensive. Like if you go to New York City and buy a tub tub, of toothpaste because you forget or tube toothpaste, it's like seven bucks or whatever. It's like the heck
1: yeah right yeah because they the real estate is so expensive yeah. There,
0: yeah right and because they have a monopoly yeah. on, on the real estate yeah. on it right yeah that's my challenge mm. what do you guys see challenges or pros cons whatever can it just be
1: like a personal yeah whatever right sure well it comes back like i'm not i wasn't born in toronto this is my chosen home so i feel like if it does which inevitably it will if it becomes you know just a bunch of towers it's gonna lose what attracted me to Toronto in the first place? Where'd you come from? I don't even know. West Coast, Vancouver. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. <laughs> City. Yeah. Yeah.
2: All right. All right. Neil, what was that? Wasn't that the same? What, Vancouver, don't they have the same problems right now? With basically? What, too much density just, going on? Just, yeah. All of yeah. that. <laughs> City, I guess. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Vancouver City. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: Vancouver still has a long way to go, though. It's like, it's tiny. Mm. Just, yeah. Change, uh, my
2: my problems were the same to yours. I was talking about servicing for that reason. Like, who's really going to be creating and funding these these things? Mm-hmm. Uh, me? Probably, yeah. <laughs> as a taxpayer? <laughs> yeah, mean, as a yeah, taxpayer. Yeah,
3: for sure. For sure. I think infrastructure for me mainly, like, the uh, city services are strained. As we know, healthcare is strained and transportation is strained. Like, it, it's like a, a battle against the... Uh, the people that want change and want to uh, adopt city life against people who don't. And you see that in every single aspect, whether it's um, you know taking public transit versus driving, whether it's um, building more units around the neighborhood, whether they want to keep their detached homes. And ultimately, I think it's going to become a battle of you know who has more power, who has more control over the growth of the city that's going to dictate where we head. At the end of the day, uh, I don't think people like
0: change, but the one thing yeah. that's constant is that there's always going to be change. So yeah, yeah change is totally. you always know, is So yeah. whether you like it or not, it's happening, it's coming, yeah. and I think change is great for the city. Mm-hmm. Having more people, having more density is a good yeah. thing. I was going to
2: say options. like uh, for for a pro, because we've all kind of said negatives. <laughs> um, a pro for it is yeah, our labor market's going to completely change. We're going to have so many experts come in here, so many mm-hmm. smart individuals,
0: and new industries and new like, industries. For example, yeah. we have world class. You know, sick kids is a world class hospital, like mm-hmm. yeah. world outstanding yeah. for for children's hospital, mm-hmm. children's care, and even like Princess Margaret for cancer research and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like we have the top, top, top doctors in yeah. the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not to mention we have, I don't know, a big financial center, mm-hmm. financial hub, a lot of specialties, a lot of micro specialty industries that you normally wouldn't get in like if you didn't have as much density that I saw growing through the years. People make money on YouTube especially exclusively mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as yeah. a job. How the hell's that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, how's that a thing now? You know, yeah. what I mean? that's kind of cool. But like, you wouldn't be able to do that if you were stuck in some small town. Or oh, maybe you could. Maybe you could have some sort of like. But then they're life. gonna move to a city,
1: most likely. Anyway. Eventually, right? right? You just get more <laughs> yeah. things. So yeah. that's mm-hmm. a good
0: pro for sure. What else you guys see?
1: A pro.
3: Diversity. Yeah, diversity. Like yeah, a little a little litmus test that I always do whenever I travel is I go on Uber Eats to see what's available in an area. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. So Toronto you can get everything you can you not only can you get Japanese food, which is sushi You can also get like teppanyaki. You can get udon. You can get anything. Yeah Whereas you know, when we went down to Orlando a City like Orlando, oh you know, gosh. not to knock Orlando But like we had to drive out and look for food trucks to that's be slow. able to get that stuff yeah. San
0: Diego where they closes close at 10 o'clock
3: There's not that much diversity and that's something that's beautiful because like sometimes Neil and I crave eating pho. We'll just go out and get pho. Sometimes I want to eat Indian food. I'll just go out and get Indian food. Yeah. Later known fact about Michael, maybe you know
0: this or not, but he grew up in Thailand, Mm -hmm. of all places, Bangkok. So you've seen more advanced cities. You've seen futuristic cities of where Toronto's headed. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've all traveled and we've all seen like New York and Hong Kong and places like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you think is going to happen in Toronto? Where do you think we're going to go? Well,
3: that uh, that alludes to my previous comment. Right now, um, I think that the city is between crossroads we can go to either extremes and it's a little bit scary because it seems like there's no consensus as to how our city should grow. Like every single step that we take is met with opposition and battles. Like we're not on the same page.
1: It's always <laughs> going to be the case. Because of our everything.
3: democratic society
0: of yeah. too much mm. like voices, everyone has too much yeah. opinions. You have mm-hmm. a left, yeah. you know, a left wing and a right wing, and mm-hmm. like yeah. pro-development, anti-development is like uh, yeah, right. Like, like
3: just, there are two extremes that I can extrapolate. You know, like city like Hong Kong, all the old buildings that my parents grew up in are gone, and in favor they've built really really tall condo buildings. That's absolutely fine. That's the character of the city. Whereas you have cities like Bangkok where urban sprawl is a significant problem, um, and it takes about two hours to drive Bangkok to Bangkok, mm. or you can take transit, which will still take you an hour and a half because there's a lot of people actually lining up to actually take the transit. But it also takes you a really long time to travel that distance as well, yeah. Because yeah. urban sprawl is such a huge issue.
1: Yeah,
0: I couldn't believe when I walked into Bangkok and Manila and all that when travel we travels big cities, mm-hmm. how many people there are. Like it's it's it was insane yeah. just seeing the just the subway terminal or yeah. it was bus yeah. terminals. Yeah, it was crazy. Yep. Yeah. Mexico City. I can't imagine seeing that, too.
1: Yeah, it was, like, it was honestly overwhelming for me. That's yeah. why I feel like Toronto is so perfect. Just like this little <laughs> bubble of joy. Change is inevitable. Well, remember when Keelan
0: was talking to, uh, he did a webinar with the people from India that came from Mumbai and uh, mm-hmm. where else came from, like bigger cities in India. And where he says, it's crazy. You walk out the street and people actually stop for you 200 meters down the road. Right? Whereas over there, he's like, good luck. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so so true. That's a cool thing to see about our city. But uh, I'm excited for the growth. I don't know about you guys. Leave a comment below. Let us know what you
3: think. (laughs) This is a controversial topic, right? Like how?
0: It um, It really is. Change is hard for people. Yeah, It's
2: very
3: hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And everyone's vision of change is different.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm struggling right now to picture, like, how would it look like? Should we grow vertically or, yeah, sprawl outwards? Or, grow the, or not grow those condos, but build those condos in this area, for example, Riverdale. Right. Like but what, what we know. need
0: is that kind of like almost like not the extreme of one-party government like Asia where they say, we're building a subway here, get out, mm-hmm. right? Here's a couple of bucks and mm-hmm. move. Mm-hmm. Versus like you know, something we're in between where powers like Doug Ford or the, how the strong mayors have more strong powers now to be able to make these changes because we are in a housing crisis and the only way to get out of it is to in, either increase supply or decrease demand. And decreasing demand is a very bad thing. Yep, it's Case the last point, thing we want. Detroit, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Case point. You don't want that mm-hmm. happening, oh gosh, no. right? <laughs> so you don't want mass exodus of people. You want to be able to include and incorporate a strong immigrant demand and mm-hmm. a strong diversity of, of people. Include mm-hmm. everybody, economic and whatever yeah. different classes are. So it's a good thing. I can't wait to see what the next ten years has to hold, and I'm looking for big changes. Exciting articles. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to you guys soon. See you next episode. Bye guys. Consider subscribing if you like this. By the way. (laughs) (laughs) Add it up.